1: Welcome to the Trail Manners Podcast, episode number 66. Today, we're going to be talking with Misty Alessandri about her running background and her win at the Pony Express 100 in 2016. So if this is your first time listening, then thanks for coming. The Trail Manners Podcast is produced every week for enjoyment, and show notes are found at trailmanners.com. Come back often, and please feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Trail Manners. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get after it. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Trail Manners Podcast, episode number six, six. Uh, we are in on location in Syracuse, Utah today with an awesome guest who we've known for quite some time. Unfortunately, Joel was not able to make it today. He's home building a snowman right now. And shoveling his driveway, I'm sure. Uh, No, he had some things come up. He wasn't able to make it today. So we've got Misty Alessandri with us. Misty, thank you so much.
0: Hey, I appreciate the opportunity to do this. Uh, This is exciting.
1: We're excited, too. Um, I wish Joel was here for sure. But, um, you know, he planned on being here. Uh, something came up, but as me me and Joel, we FaceTime a lot. So, right. you know, like right before we go to sleep, we FaceTime and say goodnight and stuff. So it he, he not made sure. surprise me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we've got his questions, too, and some things we want to talk about. But we want to jump right into it. Okay. Um, you know, we've known you for a little while now. Yes. Um, how did you get into trail running what was your transition what was your I don't know running background like before you got into trail
0: running so I didn't just start on the road I started on the treadmill <laughs> and this is, and I've always been an active person um, I usually go to the gym do elliptical treadmill on my all my life even since I was a teenager. I ended up getting bored on the treadmill probably in my early 20s is when it happened. And I would go to Weber State University because we had actually a contract with them. I work over by there. And that was our wellness contract. And we were able to use their facilities. And, you know, people were starting to run the track. And I said, God, I, I need to step up. I need to start on the track. Well, I was able to run for, you know, three miles on the track. And I thought, do you know what? this may be my new beginning. <laughs> it felt great to get off a treadmill. <laughs> and um. I thought, you know, I can't, I'm not going to stay motivated if I just do this. I've got to have a goal. Um, I do better in life if I'm goal-oriented. Um, sometimes, you know, I, I don't make them, but I find that I am stay very determined, stay very motivated if I have that goal. So I decided to do a half marathon. Um, so at this time, I'm strictly road. Never heard of trail running. Yeah. Never fathom going up in the mountains. <laughs> But don't get me wrong. I love nature and I love camping and I love fishing. And I've spent a grundle of time up in the mountains, but I've never knew that people actually ran the trails up there. So um, it took about a year. I did some road runs, some races. I got just exhilarated. Just the the whole feeling of actually accomplishing something like that. I mean, the times never really made a big deal to me at the start just finishing something like that and having those people on the sidelines screaming for you they don't even know you and they're <laughs> screaming for you to go and I mean that just pumped me up even more and so um it was during that time that was like I said my early 20s I actually met Forrest Stewart oh and yeah I met him through work well he was a fellow runner too and um He actually said, hey, you know, you want to try a different kind of running? Because I said, well, I'm kind of getting bored with this and I kind of want to step it up, but I don't know what to do. And I don't know if I'm ready for a full marathon yet. I don't think I could do 26 miles. So he goes, well, hey, why don't you come on out? I started running in the mountains and uh, I think you'll like it. And I thought, "Mm, all (laughs) right, I'll give it a try. So he took me out and our first trail run was with Jon Stewart Mm -hmm. with us um we started at rainbow and we ran up you know the switchbacks right there and it was going to hit the shoreline and not even a half a mile into that i thought i was going to die
1: cuz <laughs> <laughs> cuz for people who aren't familiar with it when you're in rainbow gardens in ogden and you're on the you go up to the shoreline it's it's a little grunt to get up to the trail it's some some gnarly little switchbacks especially if you're not used to any type of going uphill. That's exactly really? it.
0: I had nothing. I was totally flat footed. I was flat ground. Everything was flat. I didn't know there was an incline anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> this killed me. And well, John Stewart alone right there yeah. will tell you, he set a hard pace as it is. And I'm not about to, you know, be lagged behind. They're not going to leave me behind in this mountain where I don't even know where I am. <laughs> I'm not familiar with their trails. Even though civilization, if you <laughs> right just there. turn your head, it's right there. <laughs> So we get about three miles up, and I am just I am just completely drenched in sweat. I'm huffing and puffing, and I literally felt like I was going to die. And at that moment, I thought, this is not for me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Where's my treadmill? Where's my track?
0: <laughs> this, I think I'm going to get back on the road. This is just not going to work out right.
1: <laughs> and do you know about what like year that was or how many years yeah, ago, maybe?
0: My gosh. So I'm thinking I started... 2012. Okay. Yeah, it's 2012. Okay. Because I started um, a little bit of trail running then at the beginning of the summer. It was the beginning of the summer. So at least I had good weather. At least, you know, that helped out. Um, I had actually worked up enough nerve to start training for a full marathon at that time. So, um, and that was in San Francisco, but it was a road run. Okay. But I was, you know, dabbling on the trails and stuff and, you know, just having a great friend out there to motivate me to just keep at it and not give up that yeah. slow down the pace a little, you know, that was a little bit of a tough initiation <laughs> run right there, but I wasn't about to back down. I didn't want to be, you know, <laughs> a pansy or anything. <laughs> I wanted to show them I could do it. I'm strong. I can do this. Well, um, Forrest actually introduced me to all of you guys and I got involved with this fantastic group and, with that i just dove right in head first and pretty much kissed my running road running days goodbye for a little while because I had so much fun getting out on the trails. Really? It was just it's liberating. Well, uh, I think
1: that's the first time I met you was up Wheeler Creek and you were running, I think, with Forrest. Yes. And I think I don't remember if I was but most likely with Joel, let's face it. <laughs> and I think we were coming back and I think that's the first time we met you and yep. Forrest like, Yeah, you know, we just got her into trail running and da da, da, da. so yep. I think that's the first time that we met you. Yeah. Is uh, on a trail. Yes. So that's... I
0: believe so. In fact that's where I met every buddy was on a trail yeah. Well, <laughs> and then we just built from there built our relationships from there
1: and me and Joel talk about it all the time on the shows and I'm not pigeonholing but maybe I am a little bit people that are on the trails a lot aren't they just seem friendlier They are, right just they the are. easier to talk to and they're not afraid to stop and say hello or sometimes maybe people that run in different ways right yes they don't they don't chat maybe as much
0: Right. On, That's exactly per, on right. On That's average, exactly right. That. I have met the best people on the trail. Everybody I pass says hi or something. And still to this day, even after, what's it been? Three, four, five. Oh my five gosh, years. five years. Yeah, Holy right? cow. Yeah. Let's do the math. I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> I have never met a disgruntled runner on the trail it's truly a great experience. Yeah. Right.
1: You know, and that's and that's you know, it's interesting, too, because me and Joel, anytime we, and we know you, but anytime we have a guest on, we like to do a little ultra sign-up stocking, right. right? So we're like, all right, what are they about? Even if we know you. And it was interesting for me, and also at the same time, I was pretty excited, but I wanted to run up and make sure. Your first trail race was the Northern Utah Trail Series, or the Nuts, Half Marathon in 2010 is yes. what I have. Yeah. So...
0: Oh, gosh. Yeah. 2010. 2010. So, uh, yeah, I was wrong about my date of actually really getting on the trail. It's been almost seven years then. You still
1: feel fresh.
0: Holy cow. So much time's gone by. Look how much fun I'm having. I know. (laughs) You don't
1: even know. No. Yeah. So 2010, the nuts half, and that's a tough, that was a tough course for a half marathon. And uh, we, In fact, we run into people on the trail all the time that say, oh, you need to bring that race back because I want to better my time. Or, you know, we loved the course, but due to some permit and land issues, we can't run that course right now. Right. Um, but, yeah, it was kind of neat to see that was your first right. trail run, but, and it was a half marathon. Um, and since then, though, you've just loaded up on races. I, I have. Mean, it's been some years, but... You've done every distance at the antelope island the 25k the 50k the 50 mile and the 100 mile you've run moab red hot elva Vicaro, bryce 50 speed goat which i think if anybody knows about speed goat it is a bugger Man. antelope canyon capital reef which we've had some stories about and then of course the pony express right. and those are just some i mean there's definitely more that you've you've participated in right um but one of the stories joel had to make sure um, that i got out of you Because you've been on the island. You Mm -hmm. run on the island. You're close to the island where you're at. Yeah. (laughs) You've been charged by a bison out there.
0: Oh, (laughs) reliving a nightmare. And you know, this happened three years ago, and I'm still not over it. Really? Still not over it. And it's subconscious. It brings on, I see one, and it brings on an instant panic attack. Like
1: anxiety, It does.
0: And my breathing fluctuates. I know this, and I try to control it, but I get any closer to them than... Like even ten feet away, I see him, I'm freaking out. Yeah, it, Do you watch
1: Dances with Wolves since then, like the movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: stay away from that. Stay away. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so tell us a story. So you're on the. <laughs> was it during a race? Was it? Yeah. it, tra- okay, so it was racing. my
0: first hundred out there. Okay. So I. I mean, this was. I just had a stellar morning already. Everything was going right. I was strong. I was 30 miles in. I hit Lower ferry so I was heading to the ranch, and I was still, I was on cloud nine because I felt so good. This far in the race, I'm going to kill it. This is this is my time to shine. I was proud of myself, and, you know, I had all the support there. Hit Lower Frary, Um just as I'm leaving Lower Furry now, granted up to this point I haven't had an encounter yet. You know, you see them from a distance, yeah. but I had people around me. It was no bother, and you know, you're always told, "Don't be aggressive around them." You yeah. know, they'll leave you alone. Hmm. <laughs> and then <laughs> she says, so, huh. "Yeah, <laughs> right, leave them alone." <laughs> that was not a problem. So I leave Lower Furry. <clears throat> um, I'm out running on my own, you know, cause usually by that time with, there's not a lot of hundred milers that are running. Yeah. So we get pretty spaced out after, you know, the first 25 miles even. So leaving and, um, I'm on my own. Well, this herd is off to the side, just on the right-hand side. And I come up to it and I slowed down. I didn't stop and walk, but I slowed down and I was just kind of looking at him. Nobody was looking at me. You know, there was probably like 20 of them right there. I thought this was all right. I, I won't make eye contact. <laughs> I can't see them. They can't see me. Right. <laughs> well, all of a sudden I'm running along and just my peripheral, I see one just turn around and all of a sudden I, I don't know, he snorted fire serious he (laughs) snorted fire and he took off and he was coming right to me i stood there frozen for just i mean it it felt like three five minutes i don't know what it was but it had to been just seconds because i had to react instantly so I mean, what am I going to do? I can't run this way because there's more buffalo or bison over there. So I looked around and the road, I went to the road. There's a car right on the road and there's a person standing out the car. I will just fly in the passenger seat (laughs) and we'll be protected. Well, in the meantime, I'm looking behind me this buffalo is gaining on me. I'm 30 miles in a race. The fatigue caught up to me that instant. I'm going, I'm not going to be able to keep this up. So I've got the buffalo. And I thought, okay, what can I do? He's big. I'm going to zigzag. He can't be agile. He may be fast, but he can't be (laughs) agile. So I'm zigzagging. I can't even imagine what I looked like from afar. you know. (laughs) And this guy down at this car, I mean, what's he thinking? (laughs) What's going on? Well, I am zigzagging. This buffalo zigzagged with me. That is the first time I realized they're not only fast, they're very, very agile, agile. (laughs) very, very and determined. Yes. And determined. And I keep looking behind me and he's getting closer and closer. And I'm thinking, do I just put my hand out on his forehead? Is that going (laughs) to stop him? him." (laughs) Or what do I do? Nobody told me what to do or how to react if I ever chased by a buffalo. Never in my life dreamed I would be chased by a buffalo. So I'm probably, I would say maybe, you know, 40 feet from this car, I literally was going to dive in this car. I had that plan. If I would make it, if this buff, oh, this bison down. wasn't going to flip me up over <laughs> his head, he was that close. Well, a runner was coming back toward me, and he was waving his arms, and I'm thinking, is he trying to get my attention? What is, can't you see what's going on here? <laughs> I don't have time for this. But with him hollering and waving his arm, he got the buffalo. I actually watched it, reared up, turned around, and walked back.
1: Holy cow. So,
0: I mean, leisurely walked back. I stopped in that instant, and I just bent over because I thought I was going to throw up. I couldn't believe what just happened. But you know what? Just like everything else, you pick yourself up and you move on. <laughs> I gave it a wide berth, and I did not get back on the trail for quite some time. But eventually, once I got around the rocks over there, I went back on the trail and and motored along after that. And so. you still had
1: what seventy miles to go, or so? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Through the night? That was
0: horrible. Oh my <laughs> the gosh, night.
1: that's crazy. Because and the, the funny the reason I'm laughing is because I have a experience with a buffalo out there too.
0: Oh, I didn't yeah, know this. Yeah, a lot of
1: people don't. Jim Jim Skaggs is the race director. And one day he asked me to come out and do a run with him. And at that time, he'd purchased a couple buffalo for, because they sell them at the end of this, I don't know, some season. And you can buy them and eat them, basically. Oh, okay. So he got a couple, and he had to leave them on the island to feed them because they just had some shots or something. He's like, Why don't you run with me?" Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, you can help me feed my my buffalo, mm-hmm. right? And I'm like, "Oh, all right, right on. That's pretty neat." Because they were little; they weren't big. Bu- they're buffalo, <laughs> little. little <right? laughs> so we go. We get done with our run, and it was one of those days on the island, super foggy. Okay, first oh, of all, geez. so it's creepy foggy. But these these buffalo, these two bison, excuse me, were in a pen that was like a shaped like an hourglass, big on one end, tapered, and big again. Okay. And there were two of them in there. He's like, okay, we got to, you know, break up the ice because it was frozen and there was, you know, fog and everything. We got to break up the ice so we can give them water and then we'll feed them. I'm like, okay, that sounds pretty good. Well, I didn't know we had to get inside the pen. Oh. And I'm like, I can do this because it's kind of like the rodeo where they have the big, thick fence pipes and they're tall and there's a lot of room between them. So I'm like, I can do this. So we get in there. And he's like, we got to get the other one to the other side. And they're, you know, they're little. They're the babies. And so we're trying to get it over. And it goes into the other side. And he's like, okay, hey, now come over here. And right when he says that, he was about ready to say, but don't walk through the tapered part because you're going to scare them. Oh. Of course, I'm still walking through the tapered part. And right then the buffalo lowered its head. Oh, I am 10, 10 to 12 feet away from it at this time. And it lowered its head and started running at me. And it's in the fog, so it's creepy anyway. Oh. I turn around, start running. Oh my God. And all I could think of was rodeo clown. So I just put one foot on one of the bars, and I, I don't know. I, I blacked out. I was on the uh, other I side can, of the fence.
0: I can relate. And Jim was
1: laughing his head off at me. Of he thought it was funny. I'm laying on the ground because my foot slipped because it was icy. Oh my gosh. And I'm laying there, and my heart's just pounding out <laughs> of my chest. And, he's, and Jim's things, well, is this a little one? You know, and he was funny. I look back now. It's funny. But at the time, it was no humor whatsoever. No. And it's uh, not your experience because he was in a pen so I could get out of the pen. I'm safe. And it was probably smaller. But, yeah, they're huge anyway.
0: They are huge and intimidating. And, you know, don't believe anything anybody ever says because you've got people coming at you saying, oh, they won't go to the rocks. Guess where I found <laughs> buffalo? They're in the they're in the rocks. In the rocks. Oh, buffalo won't come running down a hill. Well, guess what? Two weeks ago, I witnessed a buffalo running down a hill. <laughs> come on, people! Nobody knows anything about they buffalo. Don't. It's like an <laughs>
1: animal. It's like with well, a bear play dead. Yeah, you know? And then yeah. your people don't play dead. It'll <laughs> just, it's an easier it's snack.
0: Stop- on you, know, you. i know just tenderize you a let's, little let's bit before you this
1: way. we don't know right <laughs> no, they've no. got brains yes we can't tell what they're thinking just like you can't tell what anybody's thinking yeah. so just yeah. do what you need to do yeah right? run exactly. away and hope you exactly
0: <laughs> and you know this whole experience <clears throat> terrified me but i still go out to the island i am still running. i may hide behind somebody when i do it yeah. <laughs> and i see a buffalo so you don't run out there but by i'm yourself. still no, I have not worked <laughs> up that nerve yet. <laughs> One day, I am trying to overcome this. I mean, eventually you would think I would overcome it. And I'm aware of it, and I've got to because, oh, you know, I've got the whole island five minutes away from me. Yeah, How convenient is, convenient is it to just drive out there real quick, hit the trail, and then be done. I mean, you've even got Burt out there. You've got Ferry Peak. Yep. I've got options. Yep, and have got I Buffalo. Just, I've got Buffalo.
1: That's right, and they—they they're are just, just make scary. me faster, right? Yeah, they're just yeah, well. I mean, even Jim a few years ago at his race, Earl, which we ended up naming oh. him, smashed the guy into the chain link fence.
0: That's exactly you know. but that right. That
1: guy, I think, had it coming. Yeah, I it heard was, he was a little yeah, bit. Yeah, was standing there. He was kind of chucking to get a good picture, no matter yeah, what was said. But he was
0: aggravating it. I yeah, probably would have done something aggressive like that if the guy was being annoying. I've
1: done that. Someone thrown <laughs> a rock at me. I turned around, put him into a fence. Right. Place, yeah. But yeah, so that's a good that's a interesting story and I'm glad everything worked out. Yeah, yeah. But I could see where you wouldn't like if someone gave you a you know, stuffed animal for Christmas and it was a buffalo, would you just give it to your dogs? Yeah,
0: that person would be a fan of mine.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We'll we'll remember that one.
0: (laughs) So let's let's jump ahead
1: a little bit because you've run some 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 big races. Yeah. You know, and some hard races. Yeah. And you've done a lot of running and you're always positive. Let's talk a little bit about what happened last, at the end of 2016. Okay. There was a, another 100-mile race down in uh, U- it's in Utah, the Pony Express 100. And this is a race you've run a couple times, right? Well,
0: once before. Okay. So, so this you, was the second time so I did it. So this was your us.
1: second 100-mile at the Pony Express. Right. The Pony Express, for those that don't know, it's a 100-mile race in Utah on the Pony Express Trail, the old-school delivery Pony Express that's put on by um, Davy Crockett. Right and there's no aid stations, right?
0: Or well, is there just one? at the halfway mark, okay. you know, they've got cuz you got the 50-mile race and the 100-mile race out there. So they got a big barbecue at the 100 at the 50 or you know, I guess it ends up being the 48-mile marker cuz they have to do an out and back to finish up the 50. But that's the only one. So you so the
1: 100-mile so race you got one. Right. And then the rest is you can have a crew and they can how does that work with that crew? They can follow you in a car. They can go ahead and just set up anywhere they want. Yep, Yeah. Okay. So you
0: kind of leapfrog with your crew. You talk, you plan it out, just like everything you do. You plan it out. You you kind of um, strategize how far you want them to go out, where you want your aid station. So, and, you know, you use past experience of past races to kind of know how far you can go before you actually need, you Sorry. know, water refills or something to eat or something. So, yeah, you kind of just go off that Um
1: and you can probably even change midstream too if you're exactly. like feeling really good. It's like you know what? Like, give me seven miles or hell, oh, man, I'm an agent two.
0: And in the nighttime, yeah, one mile. You know, a lot of people do that. They're really, that is something I'll share with later when we get more involved on how that race went. But that's one of my biggest strategies was trying not to see my crew as often as that's, most people did. So that's a good strategy. Um, but it's nice to know that they're out there. And you know you can't get lost out there. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty pretty straight trail, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, like <laughs> it's pretty straight. You're not gonna get lost. Yeah, it's so not that intimidating. And so, uh,
1: you know, we'll jump ahead a little bit, and then we'll go back <laughs> to the race. But sure. you, uh, your second time doing the race, right? It's a hundred mile race, and you were the first place female. I was. Not only that, which is phenomenal. You were sixth overall. I was. So that's pretty sweet. And a time of twenty three eighteen, so sub twenty four. Right. And I imagine somewhere which we might get to might have been a goal, right? Sub twenty four seems to be this magic number in a lot of races. The
0: goal for the ending time was was actually the only goal I had. Okay. Um, up until halfway through the race, and then things changed at that okay. point. Well, let's yeah. let's
1: get, let's get a play <laughs> by play so you. Pony Express, were you planning on running the Pony Express last year? No.
0: Okay. This was totally last minute. Bear came, ate me up, spit me out again. (laughs) One day, that is going to be my race. But um, I took a few days to recover. That next Saturday, you know, um, I was out there doing mail-ins And, you know, I ran 70 miles in the Bear. And I went out and did Maylands that weekend. And I felt great. I thought, you know. I dedicated my whole training for the Bear. I I was climbing all the time. I had, you know, just so much vert on my legs. I was it wasn't just miles. I had strategy this year. This was my race. This was going to be it this year. I wouldn't have to sign up again. <laughs> but um it it didn't happen. Just, you know, several factors came into play and um so I thought, you know, after the Bear like everybody else you kind of pout for a little while. Um but I knew I had something in me and I knew I had to prove something to myself. Yeah. And I thought, you know, I have one more chance at this. And the Pony Express, that was, it ended up being four weeks this time, right after the bear, three, okay. and, three so weeks.
1: mid end of October.
0: Right, right. So I thought, I can do it. I can, d- I can, d- I need to do it. I need to prove something to myself. I need to know that you know all this training that I did isn't going to be wasted. I did. I worked so hard this year, and I was so proud of myself. And I thought, no, I can't do it. There, why? Why would I want to <laughs> do this? I mean, hundred milers, regardless of where you're at,
1: still hundred miles. Yes,
0: they're <laughs> not fun. No. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me, it's a challenge. Yeah. I mean, you're miserable. It, But it's the afters that is so gratifying. Um, So it was probably actually I signed up two weeks before the race. I ended up just digging in and said, you know, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this for me. I'm not going to tell anybody because this is my goal. I want to prove something to myself. I want to know that it can still finish. You know, it, it, it ate me up. I'm not yeah. going to lie. The bear ate me up again. And it just, you know, kind of disheartened me. I, I was so strong this year and it wasn't my legs that gave out. It was other things. And I just, I had so much in me. So two weeks right before the race, I signed up and didn't give it another thought. I didn't even sit on it. I didn't dwell on it. I just knew I was going to do it. I planned out. I even told Steve, who's fantastic, who's been there. His support is unbelievable. Been there every single race I've had. But I told him, I said, I don't want to hardly see you. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want an out. (laughs) I want to just, I'm going to just stare down at the ground, focus, and I'm just running. And that's all I want to do. So um, race day came, and I was just, I was very optimistic about it. And the only goal I set was that I wanted to do it in a sub-24, and I knew I could. I believed in myself this time. I think this is the first and only race that I actually had um, extra confidence and just belief that I could do this. Nice. So um, I had my friend Jim Skaggs mm-hmm. out there too. And, you know, he's great partner to run with and just his motivation and his belief in me as well, just kind of, you know, helped seal the deal. I, I can do this. I can do it. So, but that was my only goal because this is a personal goal. It wasn't anything other than I'm an average runner never dreamed of actually placing in a race at all ever, but I, I just never really had that goal. I love being out there. I love running. I love running with people. Um, I'm not a huge fan of running on my own. I do it.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> But I mean, even this year with running training for the bear, I even got out in the dark by myself. I mean, this is huge. <laughs> Not this on is the so out of my box. <laughs> Not on the island. <laughs> this is so far out of my box. So I I overcame so much this year that that's why I needed to prove to myself that I could do this. So going into this race, I had just a different vision on what this race was. It d- I had no intimidation, no anxiety over it at all. Wow. I mean, it was the first race of all these races that I actually went in it feeling so great
1: and why why do you think I mean how did how did you do that I mean how do you think that happened though because that's not easy to do no right I mean what what changed or what what did you do differently to make you have so much belief and so much determination on that you know
0: that this was my third time at the bear that I didn't finish and when I didn't finish um like I said it wasn't due to (coughs) Late, like severe muscle fatigue yeah. or anything. Um,
1: well, it was a, nat- you know, those that we've talked about this race on some other shows. Yeah. This was a horrible year for the race. Though. I mean, it the weather, awful. it was we, the nasty bear, the bear apocalypse. There's been a lot of names yeah. for it, but it was just not good conditions at the all.
0: Temperatures were dropping, you yeah. know, dropped. We, we were wet the whole entire time. And I commend those that finished. I mean, that's an incredible feat. And I admire every single person that did. I I lost my core temperature. It dropped. And do you know what? When that happens for me, my head goes south. And I, you know, I'll admit that. I just, it got to me. I could not get warm. And when I stopped at that last aid station, I was shaking so bad, I couldn't overcome it. But it wasn't because my legs were giving up. I still had strength. I still had that. But my mind was just thinking, I still had 30 more miles left. I can't stop shaking I can't get dry I'm out of dry clothes as it is socks wise you know it was just a lot of negativity and and oh my gosh it was just miserable <laughs> it was miserable and you know I uh, I wanted to live to race again basically that's kind of what it <laughs> was so I you know with that in mind um I came home licked my wounds kind of pouted for a little while but that was my turning point right there, because of how I filled, or how I filled, how I felt when I actually did co at that time. It wasn't because of any kind of physical ailment, muscle fatigue, nothing. I st- I had the training in me, I had the skills, I have the experience, I have the knowledge, and that's You've what drove me. Been on the me. course before, yeah. so you knew what was going to yes. happen. Yes. That's what drove me. And I was determined this time. I I just I knew I could do it and I just kept telling myself, I know I can do it. I know I can do it. That was my turning point. That was a big, big turning point for me.
1: Yeah. And it's it's, so you go in with a sub twenty four goal and you've run the race before. Right. So did you have it pretty much mapped out in your mind and on paper, okay, I need to do I need to be here by this time. I'm not gonna use a, a crew until this point. I mean, was it pretty much you had it? dialed in yeah there?
0: yeah so let me preface this my last pony express i did it in 28 hours okay okay so i'm having to take four hours off a hundred mile race um that's
1: that's pretty that's big. <laughs> that's <laughs> big that's a lot that's big
0: <laughs> so you know you would have thought that might have you know give me a little bit of anxiety and kind of second guess myself is this being a little bit too aggressive of a goal and you know kind of um infuriate me in a way you know and um make it disheartening if I can't get it and just kind of come down on myself again. But it didn't... I didn't care. I was going to do it. I'm doing it this time. <laughs> um So I went in there. Jim, uh, again, he had... He's amazing at pace charts. <laughs> uh, he's an
1: he's a engineer. He loves spreadsheets. Yes. And he's our, our resident nerd, right, Jim?
0: Man, right. totally. <laughs> yeah. I am hiring him every <laughs> single race because it was feasible. I looked at this chart and I said, I can do that. I can do that. And I was determined that... I could go. I know how far I could go without having crew. And as long as I didn't see that that face (laughs) to make me want to sit and chat for a while, I knew I could keep going and take off a lot of time. That's where I kind of fell back was spending, you know, a lot of time in aid stations and stuff and kind of get my breath. And um, I realized, you know, I'm, I'm so fit. I just felt so confident of my strength this year. That I knew I could just buzz through. Nice. So I I strategized after looking at this pace chart, which I just got, you know, a couple of days before the race even. This was all last-minute stuff. I mean, signing up for that's, it. That's how you should always go into a
1: 100-mile race. Yeah. just kind of last-minute. Last-minute.
0: Throw, throw it together. <laughs> throw your bags together. Throw your food in there. You just need a
1: pair of shoes.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it was just... It was a whole new world and a whole new experience for me. And it, look at what it did. It played out just fine. <laughs>
1: didn't dwell on it. You didn't, yeah. have, you didn't think about it, right? I, right. The mental and part of y- it.
0: Exactly. And, you know, <laughs> I was a little worried when we were heading there to the start line because it was 15 degrees in some areas. <laughs>
1: wow, that's balmy. <laughs> the
0: desert got <laughs> cold. Yeah. And I thought... Holy crap, it's the bear all over again.
1: <laughs> Flashbacks.
0: <laughs> this is, why does it ever work out for me? <laughs> so I thought, nope, this is, that's not going to get me down. It's all right. I'll overcome. I'll start running. I'm feeling great. Well, there was no wind, so that helped. So once we got to the start line, it did warm up a little bit. Um, we're in the dark. We had a 6 a.m. start. Um... Started out, there was actually quite a few people. Everybody was so upbeat and so happy. I mean, it just exhilarates you. Energeses gets you excited, gets you warm, gets you going. And, you know, you chat a ways as you get warmed up. And so we're, we're going. And then before I know it, my gosh, the sun's coming up. Oh, my gosh, I'm shedding another layer. Oh, my gosh, I have to wake up, Steve. I'm coming up. I need water <laughs> refill. You know, it's just... Things went so fast. It was I always have to look back and really kind of take it apart because the whole race flew by, literally. I mean, it just flew by. I've never ran one so fast.
1: Well, you pr'd by over four hours. Yeah. that's a that's four a big deal. Hours. That's not just a little pr. No, that's a lot to take yeah. off. <laughs> especially coming from where you were just a few weeks before that. You exactly. know, mentally, exactly, you know, because it does break your spirits when things it, don't go the way you want them to. It does. It and really so for does. You to turn around that quickly, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah. With that race, did things, like you said, it went by fast, did things just feel right
0: during that run? You know, the first 48 miles, yes. (laughs) Everything about that felt fantastic and then I felt something squishy between my toes and Uh -uh. I thought, oh no, (laughs) don't let this break me. So we, uh, at that point when, you know, the big barbecue place and of course everything smells really good, I had to sit down and you know, fix some things. I thought, this isn't going to break me. This isn't going to break me. Hurried and got that all done. Had some, you know, something to eat, to energize, get going again. Um, one of the other goals I did have is that I wanted to be back at that point before dark. So once you leave that Black Rock, which is almost the halfway mark, you go and do an out and back okay. to Fish Haven. Okay. And, um, you know, before I came back and it was totally dark. But this year I knew if I could stay on track with the pace chart, that we needed to do it by dark. But, you know, I'm trying not to watch my my watch too closely. Um, I just, I don't want to get discouraged. I, I don't want to think, oh, great, we've got to make up this time. And I don't want to have that stress and anxiety because really, you know, I know I can do this and I just need to let it play out. It'll come, It'll it'll all work out. So I did tank... <laughs> probably around mile 55, but I think everybody goes through a mental block at Mm -hmm. somewhere. in the point when you still have so many miles to go, I, I had a little falling out between mile 55 and 62 and, but I didn't stop. I overcame, you know, got a little more food in my stomach and, um, you know, before that, I was having stomach troubles, and so that was kind of making me tank mentally, too. And yeah. I thought, you know, I'm, I've got to overcome this. I did have a few things I had overcome, so. but I was so determined. I was so strong still. I felt great. My legs felt great. My mind, I needed to keep it in there, and I <laughs> thought, you know, I could be strong enough with that, too. I can make this work this time. It's not going to break me. So after mile 62, we actually l- I lost some time. Um, I fell behind the pace chart going out to Fish Haven. And when I left Fish Haven, that was our turnaround point to go back, um, I saw a couple of girls behind me, and that actually spurred me on okay, right
1: Okay, so stop right. Did you know you were the first female at that time?
0: No, because it was hard to – It was. there are multiple times that you start. So there was an 8 o'clock start, and there were some fast girls in that 8 o'clock start. So, you know, you don't pass somebody and say, hey, what time did you start? Gotcha. You know, let's worry about it. I just kind of figured and in my mind that they were an eight hour start. I wanted to be pushed. All I knew at this point is that there's two girls right behind me. Gotcha. <laughs> so, I mean, and I wanted to keep them behind me regardless of at least I could have some kind of opportunity to be close to, you know, the top. With that. Because you had to know
1: going in, if you went sub 24, history says you would be near the first exact. Right? So that was kind of like a. A secondary goal, but it's tied with the first goal. Right, right.
0: right. That's exactly right. But, you know, I wasn't paying attention. I know, you know, I was passing people left and right. The whole first part of the race, you know, things were coming together. And then I, of course, tanked. But when I ended up going out, those girls, they were walking, too. They were having a little bit of struggle. You know, nighttime was coming. Dark was coming. And I thought, you know, we're all kind of in the same boat right now. Maybe I can try. Maybe I have something. Maybe if I dug a little deeper. I did it. I dug deep and actually made up time the next 20 miles. Wow. I made up all that time I lost. And it was inspirational. And uh, then I got paranoid because <laughs> then I kept looking behind me. <laughs> and I wanted to keep this distance. And I had a taste of competition for the first time. Uh-oh. I've always accepted that I was an average middle-of-the-pack runner. But I had a taste of it this time. And it tasted So good. (laughs) And I thought, I have a chance to make a difference. And even if it's not, I never thought first place. Never That never crossed my mind. But I thought, I could be up there with those really fast girls and, you know, make something of myself. And not just have this personal goal of being sub-24. I have this opportunity to be great. (laughs) (laughs) It was exciting. And it spurred me on even faster. I would probably tell you that in that race, 95%, I actually ran. Wow, ninety-five percent well of so that race. That's
1: ninety-five percent of a hundred would be ninety-five miles. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> See how it did the math there? It's
0: very good, so but yeah. that race just—you know—that changed my whole outlook on on running. I've always loved to run, and I've always loved running in the mountains and on trails. It's your opportunity to disconnect. Yeah, I, I, it's liberating. I feel free and I get the chance to relax and put all the anguish and the stressors of everyday life just behind me for a short time just so I can collect myself and renew my strengths. So many things happen to me when I can get out there in the mountain and enjoy the beauty in front of me and even stop to smell the roses along the trail, not just totally focus on just training. You've got to remember to enjoy it out there and it it rejuvenates me. I I wouldn't trade it in. That's why I think I'm always happy out there, because of the things it does to me. Yeah, (laughs) and
1: we're gonna get we're definitely gonna get to that part for sure because that's a lot of the stuff. But so tell me the very last part, maybe the last. At what point did you say I'm going? I'm I know I'm sub 24. Right. I know I'm up there. Quotes quotes with my fingers you can't see. Um, when did that kind of sink in? And then I want to know how you felt when you did cross the finish line and found out your time and found out you were the first female.
0: Right. So, Oh gosh, it was probably the last 15, 20 miles. Um, we were leapfrogging a few people. Um, the guys, uh, I hadn't seen a female female has not <laughs> passed me. I was, we were leapfrogging guys. So that was kind of, you know, again, a motivation right there. But, um, it was frequent that we saw their car stopping and it seemed like it went down to three miles, down to every two miles. And then eventually, you know, around midnight, God, we were seeing cars, the same car every mile for these runners. And I thought, you know, I'm still having Steve go six to eight miles out. So because I don't have to stop so
1: much, yeah,
0: man. I was gaining time. And finally, the last 10 miles. You know, I was still going and these guys were getting behind me because they kept stopping. stopping. Yeah. I There was times toward the end that Steve would have a bowl of soup and I would walk by him, grab the soup and keep going. I never stopped. And of course, I'd walk a little ways and try to eat the soup. Um, and with the race, I'll have to backtrack a minute. When you have crew... Um, they can't drive alongside of you. Yeah. You can't do anything out the window. They actually, You actually leapfrog with them. So they actually have to pull up in front of you, come to a complete stop, and then give you aid. So that's what we did. You know, i, I um, getting all my soup down. Steve came up probably, you know, 10 minutes after I would get my soup all done. He'd go up a little ways, pull off, I'll run, start running to him. Give him my bowl. We have to come put po- complete stop. Yeah. Give him my bowl. Get everything all taken care of, which took less than a minute. And then I was off again. So I just, I had the spur. I mean, I was just, I was on fire. I felt great. I, I was exhausted. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but I was just invigorated. I mean, Things are coming to an end. I think I saw the lights of the finish line. I've got a couple of headlamps behind me. I still don't think those are girls, but darn it. I'm not going to wait here and find out. I'm going to keep going. And so getting closer and closer to that time, once we are that finish line, I kept looking behind me. It was like I was I kept seeing these <laughs> headlamps and I, darn it. They're not passing me. I, I have worked it so hard for this. You are not going to pass me. Well, There at the end, you turn left and you go down. Gosh, I think it's like a half a mile. It feels like ten miles because it's your last half mile, you know, to the finish line. Because you see them waiting down there for you, and it doesn't seem to get any closer. (laughs) But it was, and it's technical. That sucks too, because after that many miles, the last thing you want to do is have to worry about twisting. Yeah, so you're in that groove. Yeah, (laughs) so I'm flying down, and all of a sudden, the emotion hit me. And I knew for sure I was well below the 24. That whole emotion came. Just smacked uh, you in the face. That's exactly (laughs) what happened. I wanted to cry. I wanted to scream. I wanted to laugh. I didn't know quite what emotion to grasp onto because it was nothing that I, it was something that I'd never dreamed that I could ever have that accomplished. I never wanted to really, because yeah. I never, I didn't believe in myself ever. Th- I guess that much to think that that would happen, but I, it was right there, and I did it, and I did it for me, yeah. and and it, it felt wonderful, and I didn't push myself to the point to where I felt broken. I was still, does that make sense? Yeah, you're comfortable.
1: Yes, I was still able
0: to enjoy it and still be healthy, and and you know. I was fatigued. Don't get me wrong, but I didn't have these, you know, severe pains or anything. I felt that just helped me
1: felt whole. That's
0: <laughs> it, and that's huge. Yeah, and that to me just told me again, you were strong enough to be able to do this. Um, you know, you you did an amazing thing, and I was I was so proud. I, I I wanted to scream at the top of my lungs. I wanted to hug everybody when I saw them. I crossed I see them right there. You know, I've got I've got twenty feet. I've <laughs> got ten feet, and I've got five feet. And I said, I don't know who to hug first, but I'm coming in. Watch out. Who's first? <laughs> line up. I mean, it was just it was exhilarating. It went so fast, and even still, across the finish line. And as tired as one is, the whole race flew by. I had to actually just. Sit down, and I think I've got. I can't believe we're done already. I've never, I've never had this moment like this to where, oh my gosh, (laughs) what did I just do? So, and there was one other person in there, and I'm thinking, oh, this is exciting. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, it wasn't at that time that I found out um, that I was close. I was close to the top, but they said, well, you know, there's one girl not too far out behind you that she started at eight. And she actually probably will have you beat if she stays strong. And oh. I said, You know what? That's okay. <laughs> I did sub twenty-four. Do you know what that is? You, you know you what felt that means? Great, you were that, excited. Yeah, yeah, It didn't matter. It didn't matter. And I was I was so thrilled that I had this goal and I did it this time. I mean, it was just consuming. And <laughs> you know, I I did when I tanked over at Fish Haven, I uh Sat in the truck for a second and told Steve, I said, this is my last one. I'm done. I am (laughs) Dropping the
1: mic. I'm done. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I, I, no more hundred. I'll get through this one. I will get through this and I will finish this one, but I'm done. No more hundreds. I love fifties. I love 50 Ks. I still love racing. I love where they take us, all these new places. I'm done with these hundreds. And (laughs) then I get done. And then it wasn't until later that morning, you know, once we got home that I got the text from Davey and said, hey, guess what? (laughs) You actually took first. (laughs) I read that and I looked at Steve and I said, how would you feel if maybe I said maybe I wasn't quite done?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I changed my mind on that.
0: This was too exciting. I had a goal this time. I did it and I felt great and see where it takes me. I don't know. I don't have too many more in my future, but. You know, I have a few more. <laughs> yeah.
1: well, I mean, I mean that's kind of the whole. That's kind of the whole thing. And we, there's different reasons people race, yeah. right? I mean, some people don't race at all. They love trail running, but they don't race for one reason exactly. or another. Some people race for because their friends running. Sometimes they race because of where the race is located. Maybe it's a time thing. Yep. You know, I mean, a few people. I mean, not say few, but there's people out there that race for first place. I right. Mean, that's that's a whole different realm than what i'm ready for right um but when you do have that what you just explained up if now folks you're not here so you can't see when she's i mean you can hear the excitement in her voice <laughs> but just see her face light <laughs> up and the smile i mean this is this is real and this is why this is a reason you should do it right what she's talking about is for yourself yes. right just yes. that whole intrinsic experience where you have a goal because you're not going to hit your goal every time. No. In, in fact, most of the time you don't. It, realistically, it's hard mm-hmm. because there's so many variables like the weather, injuries, things like that. But or
0: an off day. An off it day, It just which may happens. be an off day. The heat. Yes.
1: food. Yeah. You know, a buffalo.
0: Yeah. Charge. You know, bison.
1: <laughs> um, so when it does come together, because there's, you know, you, people out there have had that one race, yeah. whether you've PR'd whether it's a time goal but you have that one race and that's what kind of keeps you coming back yeah it's not always the you know and there, there's the races where you you feel defeated like i didn't accomplish it i'm going back next year because i want to do it but when you have everything come together and you have that huge emotional feeling like she's talking about right now it just makes everything fit yep you know it just makes it like okay that's why
0: that's exactly right that's the feeling and just like you said everything about that day came together
1: and that's rare yeah. It really, even for the, the quote unquote elite athletes, that's rare.
0: Exactly. And you know, all my other future races, I don't want to, um, make people think that, you know, Oh my gosh, this is going to give me a big head. It's not, I don't, if I race again, it's not with the anticipation that I'm this great runner now <laughs> and you know, get this epiphany. I can do anything. That's not it. I just, it's because I've figured out with myself that I finally got confidence that I can do things for myself and, you know, do great things for myself. I don't expect to ever do something like this again. I really don't. But if everything is, the stars are aligned right, everything works out on that day, that is a fantastic thing.
1: But 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 you have to put yourself... In that position. I mean, like right. you mentioned, you were trained. I mean, you, I know yes. you put in probably your best year of training ever. I did. So it wasn't like it was just you lucked into the perfect day. You earned it. You yeah. worked for it. Yeah. But the things that you can't control, the weather. Right. You know, rolling an ankle on a rock, whatever it might be. The things you can't control didn't come up. Right. And then when they started to, it's that mental side of things that got you back on track. Right. You know, I don't care. You can talk to the, again, the, the people winning every race to... The back of the pack person the mental game is huge i mean it's probably the still to me one of the biggest things even the physical things obvious but the mental thing you have to have a grasp of right. but the physical thing you have to put yourself in position to do well right right and right. if you don't train well enough to go sub 24 you can't expect to go sub 24.
0: that's exactly right, right. And if you t-
1: don't train if you're not ready Physically, you really don't have a chance to do these things. But you you put that in play. Yeah. And it sounds like it's that whole mental shift. Believe, yeah. Like you said, you believed in yourself. And you and I have it in the air, Nuts Half Marathon 2010. And yeah. It was 2016. So it was like six years of buildup yeah. on the trail. And you kind of found that, I believe in myself, after yeah. you just got, like you said, eaten and chewed up by the bear.
0: Yeah. It took so. a long time to get to this point. I just, you know, my whole life, I've always had, you know, low self esteem, low confidence, and I don't know, something just turned. I turned a corner, and
1: do you think? Do you think running has given? Because you just mentioned that, and that's something kind of just off the cuff. Do you think running has helped with those things, like yes. you say about low self? Do you think running has helped with gaining that?
0: And I'm not just saying just for given times or anything on a race. Just completing a race has turned my whole outlook of life and how I feel about myself. And um, I've come out of a shell. Um, I'm I'm more social. Having our, our Hummer group, Yeah. I'm more social. Well, That's been the biggest change in my whole entire life The first being few around times those I've wonderful people.
1: The f- first few times we I'd met you or came a con, you were so quiet. And so even when you would talk... It would be like, like I'm, I, what was that? I'm sorry. So
0: painfully shy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and, and, but it has noticed. And like I said, last year, your training was off the charts. I yeah. mean, because, you know, we have mutual friends and you're right. on the trail. It's like, wow, right. she is putting in the work. But, yeah, I mean, you definitely saw your confidence yes. in a social area. I mean, I don't know the whole rest of the ball game, But, I mean, that, that's kind of interesting to, to discuss because I think I've talked to different people as well. It's like, man, running has given me confidence. Yep. And, again, it's not, well... I'm not winning a race, but it's giving me confidence because five years ago, yeah, you know, I, I weighed this and I was eating this and I was so unhealthy. And now yeah. I'm like, you know, wow, I feel good about this and that. That's
0: and it. I'm breaking limits. I'm yeah. doing it for personal satisfaction. And that's what my runnings all have been about, always been about, is personal satisfaction. I'm doing these personal feats. I'm, I'm not much of a competitive person. This was so exciting. And I... Kind of looking back, I I can't believe I was driven that much, <laughs> <laughs> really. But um, just, just the whole aspect running has done amazing things. Like you said, I feel physically fit. I am. I've even in my younger years, I've never felt this good. Um, it's just it's an amazing thing, and just the whole experience on. You know, I still do road runs. That's <laughs> I've all right. I've gotten back into that That's every right. now and then. Yeah, we'll let it slide. We'll <laughs> let it slide. <laughs> you know, for a couple of years, I totally gave it up. But now, you know, I, I kind of get out there just because sometimes it's a little easier just to head out. But I decompress out there. Um, I'm, I'm an easier person to get along with if I can continue to run. I process things. Um, I de-stress a little bit and kind of look able to look at things in a different manner. And. Not take life so seriously <laughs> well, well, speaking
1: of that one of the things that you are known for and I, i'm sure you know this but if you don't here you go a lot of people that know you and jolt me and been talking about this and prefacing this show being launched you know we always we were saying oh we got her coming on and you are like one of the most genuinely nice people uh. out there <laughs> like positive genuinely nice people and how do you maintain that positive mentality like you said, with some setbacks you've had, and we'll touch those real quick, but what's your whole, what's your scheme? What's your game? Why are you so nice? Why are you so positive all the time?
0: Wow. (laughs) Stumping Uh, you? Yeah, that really is, you know, I, I, you know, people have told me that, but I seriously, I, I don't know what to contribute that to. All I can say is that It's running. (laughs) I mean, it seriously is. I have decompressed. I've let loose. I've let my hair down. It's allowed me to be happy. I am, you know, things, I am able to approach things easier, um, I, I process process things easier going out there running into great people they're happy and they're smiling it just feeds off me to make somebody feel good and smile. I feed off that that emotion and it feels so good and i I can't help but be smiley and happy all the time and you know support everybody and what they do i I find it the greatest thing for people to get out of their comfort zone it excites me it thrills me because i i get the same way when i get out of my comfort zone that's what keeps me going all these limits i'm breaking it just adds more and more to my confidence over these past years that's what what i've contributed to i've become a new person and i just i like this person that i am and i think because of that i'm able to you know
1: shine it back yeah <laughs> give it
0: back because of what I've got from it I, I, it's got to be it that's that's a tough one to that's all I can say I'm well, just happy out there because you've
1: you've <laughs> let I mean let's be honest you've dealt with some pretty difficult times right with yeah. some injuries you've had that yeah. have lasted whether it was like I think you had a foot leg hip
0: yeah, I had two stress fractures yeah. back to back that was so frustrating
1: so you, you're doing all this training and you're you're you know running racing the bear like you said three times and you yeah. haven't finished I mean how do you but how do you struggle like that let's say that yeah um, and how do you keep positive with that I mean because injuries are devastating to yes. people because you train hard and you You know, something you can't control happens and you're like, okay, I got to come back and then you lose all that fitness Uh and then you got to start all over again.
0: That is the hardest thing to do. It is. (laughs) I'm doing it right now.
1: Um, And then how do you like stay that upbeat and how do you stay so positive when you're dealing with injury and not finishing a bear and some other things have happened? How do you stay positive like that?
0: Well, the first Okay. So I've had two stress fractures and that was kind of earlier in my trail running time um, where I was still new to everything. That was, I think those times were the hardest than the injuries that I go through now. I'm, I'm back then. It, you know, things were hard. <laughs> that frustrated me. I almost wanted to disconnect from everything because I <laughs> felt like my world just came tumbling down. Here, I was just trying to get into something that was so exciting and a part of a great group that makes me happy and smile. And all of a sudden, I've got the stress fracture. I can't run. I can hardly walk. And now I don't get to be involved. And I just like that feeling of, you know, camaraderie. I love going out and just being a part of it all. That's what makes me so happy. But, um. I think what took me through that is because I didn't want to lose that. And I knew getting through this injury, eventually I was going to get back to that point. And I had great people that still text me, kept me involved mentally with everybody. And, you know, having that support, Debbie Farka, I love her to death. She has always been there to get me through the tough times and just... Feed me to tell me that, you know, it's going to be okay. It's going to be over soon. It's not a forever thing. For Stuart, same thing. You know, I run with those guys a lot. They just, they were so supportive. And just having all this support and all these friends that's what got me through it. It's almost it like was you're not doing it by yourself at I that am, point. You're I not was carrying never that burden or that Never injury. by myself. Yeah. So I can't I have to give everybody else credit for getting me through it and all of us coming together to help people with injuries and let them know we're not forgetting you. Yeah. This is this is just a little bit of time you need to take rest. Do other things, maybe, you know, clean the house for (laughs) once now that you have time or something. But, you know, it's just I I didn't do it alone. I can never take that kind of credit. But having where you still feel wanted and that you still feel loved, you know, it just.
1: Just makes it easier.
0: Makes it so much easier. And, you know. I still like, I like to be fit. So when I did have those injuries, I was still finding other ways to keep active. And I think that's a big thing, too. I wasn't idle. Yeah, I was still finding ways to keep active. And so that engaged my mind to know that, you know, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. I'm going to get back to it. I can do this. We c- I can overcome. And it um, makes it
1: that much sweeter, don't you think? Exactly. When you do overcome that and you hit your next milestone or your next finish you know whether it's like you did or just yep. finishing overall you're thinking oh yeah i got through that yeah right? and it helps yep. for the next time exactly. even though it can be frustrating
0: exactly <laughs> yes you just yeah you work through them and you know hey you've got time <laughs>
1: so what would you say is your favorite part of trail running like which what's the part that you love the most
0: mm. favorite part of trail running so can I tell you about a specific trail and a specific moment? Is Absolutely. that kind well, of... Well, that was coming up kind of anyway, anyway a, okay. is
1: like, what's your favorite? So, <laughs> so, yeah.
0: I don't know if the trail is actually my favorite, but this one section in this one time a day takes my breath away. Wow. But it's usually in more of the spring, summer time. But heading north um, from Rainbow, and as you're coming back, you're probably about a mile away from the service road before you cross over and go down where that big rock is, Uh you know, where you just get stopped. Well, you come along that expanse to where it's just a very, very gradual decline. But as the sun just starts to rise and the light that the rays that just go over the morning ray, I can't even explain right. It takes my breath away. The emotion involved, the morning rays that come right over that trail. It's like you're bathed in bliss (laughs) (laughs) bliss <laughs> <laughs> it's that has to be the my most favorite section of any of the trails it's it's i know it's just a section that's all right <laughs> but it just i love i live for that i live for the spring and the summer to have that moment to cross at that right time to have the sun rays the first morning sun rays just bathe me in this hazy light and oh it's, it's warming. <laughs> well, it, it,
1: it, this, when you say that, the, f- the first thing that reminds me of is the... The morning of your of a hundred miler, yeah. how you go through that really low part, three a.m., four a.m., yeah. five a.m., and then the sun comes out, and it's almost like recharging, like char- like your solar, and it's recharging yeah. you. let's get this started.
0: I'm <laughs> <Yeah>. fine now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I run off, off solar panels. <laughs> I get I feed off <laughs> all this sunshine, and That's I try to hold on to it. And I'm just about through that, and then the sun comes That's right a, back out. It's an amazing it. moment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It is. yeah. what's yeah. your
1: what's your f- you've done some some been some some spectacular play.
0: Oh, I've been so fortunate. What's
1: your What's your favorite race course, or maybe even if it's been like a fun run, like a Zion or something? What's your What's your favorite place you run so far?
0: El Caparo. Okay. Yeah. Oh
1: man, I, I was. I, I can't get over the beauty. I was gonna have a feeling that oh might be yeah, that mine. So it's <laughs> just.
0: I mean, the wildflowers alone right yeah. there just takes my breath away. Yeah. It. I love that moment where you go through. I. I love how hard it is. I love the challenge of it. I love climbing. So, you know, there's quite a bit of that. I just, and all the fields that you go to, once you're kind of going, you know, to the turnaround point, just coming down and being able to enjoy it because you're not (laughs) so strenuous at that time. But, my gosh, that course just takes my breath away. <laughs>
1: that's, that's probably my the overall. Lakes. That's my yeah. yeah. Well, cuz this year I I've told people before coming back this year, I was not having anywhere near the race I wanted. I jumped in the sec- on the way back the second lake. Oh. I jumped in and swam.
0: Oh my gosh, yeah. really? It was fun. Oh, it was still I can fun. Imagine. Like I don't regret it <laughs> even though totally. it absolutely
1: crushed more of my time, but yeah, that's uh that's probably one of my favorite. Well, I I can't tell you thank you enough for sitting down and, and talking to us about your experience, not just only with the Pony Express, but just how running has impacted your life. Because I think, you know, we had, we at the end of the year, we sent a thing out to the people listen to the show, and we said, what do you want more of in 2017? And they said, we want more from average people, like not the people necessarily that run sponsor, that's their job. We want like, you know, kind of your average runner, people like the everyday people, right? Right. And also people that have went through some struggles, whether it's a DNF or whether it's an injury or something like that. And I think, you know, for kicking off 2017, this is exactly what everybody wants to hear. Because it, it when you talk, when you were in there, when you were speaking, there were things you were saying that I was identifying to. Oh, that's personally. great. You know, I'm like, oh, yeah. See, that exactly worms my soul. <laughs> I know exactly what you're saying. And I think there's a lot of people out there that will feel the same way. Good. Because I don't think the majority of the people out there run to win or run for this. They run for different reasons. Yes. But I think at the end of the day everybody when they have that day that you have that feeling that you can kind of look at someone and say oh, i felt that yeah i've been there because you were talking and i've had that and i'm like yeah. oh yeah i know right where
0: you're yeah at. And it's just
1: warming to, but no you know someone else feels the same way yep yeah it feels good so and
0: maybe can excri- describe it a little bit better i get kind of tongue-tied a little bit because i have got so much emotion coming out i mean these races that i sign up for i love them they take me to places i'll i would have never gone before and they take you distances where not even the average person would ever see in their entire lifetime that that alone right there thrills me to death that i'm seeing stuff most people don't see it gives me goosebumps
1: (laughs) well and i think you know like you said again i think that's that kind of hits it is this community of of trail running and doesn't have to be 100 mile races 50 mile 50k just trail running because you're I don't know. To me, it just is a certain type of person that trail runs. And I, you know, I mean, I know there's people out there that maybe aren't as friendly as some. And, you know, that's just in life. But on the average, when you go out on a trail run, me and Joel went out this morning and ran into people and everybody was just, Hey, hey, how you doing? And I, yeah. I've always said this you go to a supermarket, you go to a mall, and how many people say hi to you when you walk by? Yeah. It's pretty rare. None. None. It's that, right? <laughs> Ever. Unless you got your fly down. Yeah, or Yeah, exactly. But other than that, you go on a trail, and it's rare when they don't. In exactly. fact, when someone doesn't say hi and you run by them or, or vice versa, you're kind of like, God, oh, what's wrong it's with like, that person?
0: What the <laughs> heck just happened? What? I know.
1: What? Right? <laughs> I know. It's like, you should be out here.
0: Yeah. Um, that's always been the biggest thing. The people is just it's overwhelming how wonderful the people you meet out there. Yeah. It really is. Well, it's strangers lifelong friendships. I I've never been that way. That was one of the other things. I've never been one to actually go up to person and just strike up a conversation because of me being painfully shy a lot of the times. But on a trail, I mean again, I disconnect. I become this this new person that well overall I've become this new person. But it's so easy to approach somebody out there oh, yeah. and just start talking hi how are you doing it's great it's What's fun to hear their stories yes. don't you think because I because everybody it. has a story yes. why they're out there
1: how they came to be there where they're at in a race and yeah. you never know sometimes especially when you're racing i think when you come up on somebody whether they pass you you pass them or just whatever sometimes, and everybody's been there, you have that shift when someone unexpectedly starts talking to you and it changes your mood. Yes. Right? You're in a bad place, you're not in the best, and they come up and then, you know, sometimes you're like, oh, why is that person so happy?
0: Yeah. They're <laughs> to
1: trip you and kick you, and then like a mile later, you're like, that's man, not... that saved my race or <laughs> saved my run, Yeah, right? Yeah, So I think in general, that's that's pretty much it. And I mean, you epitomize to me and a lot of people, I mean, you epitomize what trail running should be, is just that happy genuine um what's the word i mean there's just so many words but i mean you're just happy and you're positive and you you shine that on other people when you're out on the trail and to me that's what this whole trail running thing is and it's a mm. pity Joel couldn't be here because there's a lot more we talked about before this <clears throat> kind of down that is just how you stay so upbeat and positive mm. and, and, and inspire people, you know, to be the same way. Like just nice overall, yeah. you know, so. Thank
0: you for your kind words. Yeah. That warms my soul. <laughs> it makes me feel so good to well, we be appre- able to do we that. Well, we
1: appreciate you not just for being on the show, but everything you're doing. And it's been such a it's been a it's been awesome listening to your story for uh, especially for, you know, the Pony Express, but everything else as well. So thank you. Thanks for taking the time to be on the show. Thanks,
0: Eric. This was exciting yeah. and fun. Yeah. It's how we <laughs> like it. That's how we like it.
1: Um, but, yeah, good luck. Uh, 2017, you. big things to come on a personal level, I'm sure. Yes. Um, some goals set out. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you on show.
0: Awesome.
1: Thanks we'll for being you. Thank you for listening to the Trail Manners podcast. We'd like to thank Misty Alessandria for joining us today and wish her nothing but the best of luck in 2017 being injury-free. We also want to encourage everybody to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at TrailManners, Manners or swing by our website at trailmanners.com. There, check out our store page link for some gear or hit us up on the contact page. Let us know what you want to see, who you want to hear, or even if you want to be on the show. Until next time, this is Eric Manning reminding you, you don't get what you wish for, you get what you work for. Now go get it.